welcome to On the Front Lines of Collapse. I am Christopher David, joined again today with Christopher Michael. Hey, everyone. We recently just had a podcast called ConcertCast 366 with James Howard Kunstler, and it was a great experience. What did you think of it? Uh, I think it was awesome. It was a, a really good way for us to reach more people mm -hmm. that have uh, similar ideas and similar ways of living that, that we do. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's a chance for us to get more of our message out. Even though we only had an hour, Yeah, I think we still uh, tried to pack a lot into it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you're saying, we just had an hour, so we couldn't say everything that we wanted to or elaborate on everything that we wanted to. But it was a really fun experience, and I hope we can do it again. Today, we're going to talk about narcissism and what that looks like applied in our lives online, as well as some consumption issues that I discovered we as the American people are causing living our lifestyles. So, Christopher, could you start us out with the narcissist topic? Yeah, so in my, in my new book that's coming out on December 16th, The Psychology of Collapsing, I have a whole chapter dedicated to narcissism because I think it's one of the personality disorders listed in the DSM-5 that is going to be the biggest issue for people mm -hmm. going into a collapsing society. Mm -hmm. So the experts agree that there's about 5% of the population has narcissistic personality disorder. I disagree with that number entirely mm -hmm. because I think most of the people that have narcissistic personality disorder do not go into a psychologist's office and have that medical designation made. Exactly, because the problem is that they're arrogantly entitled. They think they are superior to everyone else. They don't have any flaws. So they wouldn't find themselves in an office talking to a therapist or a psychiatrist. Right. So I think it's way bigger than 5%. I think it's probably over 50, 60, 70% right mm. now. Wow. And I think the internet has been part of the problem with that. I think the major part of the problem, because not only does it create spaces for narcissists to thrive, but I think it, it actively pushes people to be narcissistic right post the pictures of everything that you're doing talk about yourself how wonderful everything is how great you are how great your children are blah 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 they they start pushing that so then you have influencers mm -hmm. that are just straight narcissists so to kind of define what a narcissist is they have a grandiose view of themselves and it's not based in reality it's not rational so then when you give them the opportunity to go online and just spout whatever misinformation whatever manipulations that they they want they can go on there and pretend to be whatever they want to be we really saw that firsthand with uh, when we were writing for peak prosperity yeah absolutely it, it was really unfortunate that the amount of people blasting especially samantha biggers mm -hmm. she had been writing for a few years before us and she wasn't doing this type of encyclopedic work she was just doing a weekly update about something that she wanted to write about for resilience yeah it was a lot of like listicles like oh top five things you can do for this sure and it was just helpful to the community to get ideas and be inspired to do something in their life for resilience and the comments were just absolutely asinine of how they were ripping her apart. It was mostly older men 
that were these narcissistic experts who knew everything about anything and that Samantha had no idea what she was talking about, even though she is one of a handful of people to actually be building her own house, living off-grid as much as possible, reducing her exposure to consumption and materialism. And it was really sad to see that. And then you even had an example with your solar article. Yeah, the first article that I had on Peak Prosperity was a how to do solar for your house, A to Z, from the panels to putting a light switch on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had one one guy specifically rewrote the entire article of basically all the stuff that he thinks I missed. Y'all, it. he rewrote the entire article mm-hmm. in the comment section. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just kind of, you have to stop because the only way to beat a narcissist is to not play their games. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Y- your first inclination of what to do is to go, well, you're stupid or, or blah, 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 you know, just to kind of get back at them or say, well, look at this research. Or justified your position. Right. It, that's what you, you feel like because, because there's an imbalance with, with them being able to say all these nasty things. But, they're looking for a reaction. Mm-hmm. They want to have an argument mm-hmm. with you. It's about manipulation. It's about control. So how sane are narcissists? They're not sane at all. So are you saying that they're not dealing in with a full deck of cards? Yeah, they're not living in the same reality as everyone else. So then when they go and they make a comment about something that you, the listener, wrote or did... They're at, they're completely dealing in an alternate universe that's not even relevant to what someone else did. Yeah, they they are living in a universe of their own creation where they are the god of mm-hmm. it. So so then when they say something that's irrational, rude, and disrespectful, you want to set the record straight. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they're never going to be rational and normal. In the, yeah. in the sense of it, it's really it's it's unfortunate because it feels like you, you want to have, make them understand your point of view yeah um they're not going to it's it's a waste of your time yeah so it being a waste of your time means that you need to walk away from these people oh yeah absolutely you, you can't engage with them you need to just laugh and kind of move on mm-hmm. so let me just give you an example of all right yeah let's hear it so the example that i have is is a comment on the podcast that we have with Jim, episode 366 mm-hmm. on Kunstler Cast. And it's it's funny because it, it starts making you laugh in the first sentence where it says, a grade C minus blog interview. That's great. Right, right off the bat, we've got the expert teacher on hand letting us know how we did yeah and, and you can you can smell the narcissism from five miles away on this one because he feels the need to give a grade instantly mm-hmm. disrespecting everyone in the room disrespecting them and also trying to put himself as a position of authority that mm-hmm. he's able mm-hmm. to give that grade mm-hmm. so that's kind of funny and then he goes on to say jim quipped in on their lack of elemental knowledge by bringing up deer fencing and their solution is good for a year Deer do not fear circular wind vertices. So uh, about that conversation, Jim was talking about, is there a deer issue? And you mentioned we have about 20 to 25 deer that kind of are on the property. 
Um, and what we have is the solar arc that we put in, mm-hmm. and we discuss some of the deer fencing. It's a semicircle. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fencing in the shape of a semicircle that is facing south, so that the winds from the north and west are deflected off of it when the windbreak grows up around that. What's interesting about this comment and why, why I bring it up is because he's trying to teach us something and trying to say that we got something wrong, that that would only last for a year. Mm-hmm. It's lasted for three, almost four years now. Yeah, we're going on four years with no deer entering our two-acre yeah. inner circle. So they, they like to pepper it in with little bits of knowledge that make them feel superior to other people so he's already established he's given us a grade he wants to knock us down a couple pegs Mm -hmm. uh the next one and i loved this one for the language but he said jim also calibrated them to reality when they mentioned that diesel trains would not be viable in the future being calibrated into reality i just think that's such a funny way to put it and i don't think jim or us would put it that way not at all calibrated into reality what we said was we don't think trains are going to be as useful as what some people think we disagree on it that's perfectly fine so my position with that is that if we're having a trucking industry problem which runs off a diesel we're also going to have a problem with any other form of transportation that uses diesel right as a locomotive force and that happens to be trains and that's just my opinion on it and that's also jim's opinion that Trains are going to be around for a lot longer. Theoretically, absolutely, because we could go back to steam engine technology and run it off of wood. Is that likely, given that we don't have nearly as much wood to do that? We also don't have the technology that's going to be willing to get back to those sorts of things because that's against the religion of progress or any of the parts to make these steam engines that we don't use anymore exactly i'm glad you said that because we need to be careful and we also need to be adults with this when we're talking about the fate of industrial civilization just because we wish it or want it doesn't make it real Mm -hmm. so yes we can want trains to exist for another 500 years is that going to happen we don't know yet but in my estimation, no, that's not going to be a thing. The funniest thing about this entire comment is the spelling and grammar. That's what really gets me. So this person who obviously thinks they are smarter than all of us. Sure. In, in, and that's fine. They can think that. But then the grammar, they, they spelled the word wood, which is usually spelled W-O-U-L-D. They spelled it W-U-D. That is either... An intentional way of spelling it or that's the way they believe it should be spelled um, and it, it just goes to show it's another layer of them putting on this act where the they theater. use the big words you know calibrating us into reality yes but then they can't spell the word wood yes so it's it's funny that we're getting graded on our conversation yeah. and opinions but then this individual is unable to spell or write a rebuttal coherently. Yeah, so this is just an example from us. You know, we get it. Everyone gets this. You just have to ignore it. When people are talking negative, whether it's happening online or if it's happening in your regular life, ignore it, move past it. You can't beat the narcissist. They're just going to manipulate and use you until there's nothing left, and then they move on to the next person. Sure, because like we said 
they're irrational. Mm -hmm. They're not sane human beings. I say that they're very broken. And I also believe that they're very unfit for society. Mm -hmm. And going forward, I believe that they need to be ostracized. Mm -hmm. I think they need to be separated from a healthy, functional society. It's the only way. It's the only way to do it. I don't think there's a way to get them to change. No, that's so, proven. Yes. That so that's can. why the only way to deal with them is to exclude them from society. That's yeah. what you have to do. And both of us are empaths, so we have a really hard time with doing this sort of thing to people because we do care a lot about people and mm -hmm. how they feel, how they think, how they act. But I see this as going into a resource scarce era, which we are, we need to be on our guard about destructive people. We've dealt with, what, 300 years of extractive takers for our civilization. And we don't need any more of them. And that's what a narcissist is. Like you said earlier, they're taking from you your joy, your happiness, your soul. Yeah, back 100, 200 years ago, if someone was just an all-out narcissist, they were just an asshole to everybody, mm -hmm. just manipulating to get what they want, their base desires. They would have been dragged outside and shot. Mm -hmm. In our society today, we excuse those behaviors and we're told, you know, if it's if it has nothing to do with you, don't don't engage with it. Don't call them out on it. You don't know their story. Right. Yeah. You know, walk a mile in their shoes until you judge them. But what we're seeing is that is actually creating more narcissists. That entitlement. Yeah. You know, when we were at the gas station the other day, <laughs> there was a gentleman that, that pulled in on his motorcycle. It was very cold outside. Yeah. And he's got this whole decked out suit. I guess it's a windbreaker or something like that. Yeah, I was standing at the counter. I was getting a drink, and he comes up to, um, there was two ladies behind the counter, and he asked the one, where are the hot hands at? The the stuff that you can put in your gloves to, to warm your hands. And then the, the one lady looked to the one who was helping me, and she said, well, we just reoriented the store. I don't know where they are. Can you just wait a second, and I'll, I'll finish with him, and then I'll help you. He goes, I don't have time to wait. So here's an example of a jackass that would have been dragged out and shot. Should have been. 200 years ago. Yeah. Because, first off, there is absolutely no excuse to treat anybody like that ever. Random strangers, yeah. Uh, the lady at the front desk, she was flustered by it. She messed up the things she was doing for me. And she said, I'm sorry, I'm flustered. And I said, well, he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. So don't let it bother your day. But... That's the thing is, is it's taboo to call them out. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone had been, it, it, even if me, I didn't, I didn't call him out to his face, but because society pushes that away, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's judgmental. But if someone in the crowd had said, Hey, fuck you, mm -hmm. get the fuck out of here. Maybe he wouldn't do it again. Probably would. But well, if we're saying to walk away from these types of people, then why are we also saying to call them out in public? Because it, it is to humiliate and ostracize them. That's the only way to get them out of our society. In a when, public sphere. Yeah, in a yes. public sphere. Online, it's not useful. They're just looking for fights. In a public sphere, and I'm not telling anyone to go get into a fight. I'm just saying if our society was a little bit different mm -hmm. and we started calling people out that did that mm -hmm. every time they did it, mm -hmm. it might make people stop and think before they're an asshole in public. 
to others again. You know, when it, when we're dealing with mental health and emotional well-being, we're talking about boundaries. And I see that as a societal boundary for horses' asses that are narcissists to be put back in their cage mm-hmm. where they belong. So when you're saying to call someone out and then not tolerate that and to label them a narcissist, mm-hmm. and if they're not a narcissist, well, then don't act like one. Exactly. Don't. You can see how this person came in and it parallels the metaverse perfectly. He came into a conversation, instantly disrespected everyone in there, wants his way, wants his needs taken care of, and then he leaves. Because in his reality, he is the only thing that matters. And everything else is there to serve him. Yeah. So when you think about that in a collapsing society... Mm -hmm. And you have these people running around that might not be able to get food, might not be able to get the basic necessities. He acted like that with hot hands. Exactly. Because his hands were chilly because the idiot was driving a motorcycle on a cold day. Yeah, like 25 degrees out. Yeah. So what do you think they're going to do when they don't have food? They're going to manipulate and it's going to be bad. You have to learn how to spot them now mm-hmm. to, to be able to protect yourself from that in the future. Absolutely. Because in that type of situation, what if he has a gun? Yeah. What if he has a knife? He would, he doesn't care about anyone else. His only intent was to get the hot hands. Mm-hmm. He didn't care who he had to be disrespectful or, or, or rude to because he didn't have time to wait. He had a very basic human need. Yeah. And he was going to do whatever it takes to satiate that need. Yeah. So it's just something to look for, kind of look for those signs of the people. I like to, when we go into a new place or a store, spot the craziest person you can. Spot the most unput together person that might become violent towards you. Well, that's another thing with our society that you're not supposed to judge anyone. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if someone looks crazy, they're crazy. Yeah. And avoid them. Yeah. You just need to avoid them. So expanding on the narcissist thing, we can also come out and see that on a macro scale, politicians, other government heads of state, and also corporations are infested with these types of people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're the people that make it to the top because they have no remorse and, and, and they have no guilt or understanding that the things that they do hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very dog-eat-dog world for them because if you say, hi, how are you doing? They interpret it as something as simple and kind as that. They interpret it as, oh, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. It's always something to have an edge over someone else. Yeah, it's threat. It's a very broken group of people. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're not dealing with the full deck of cards, as as we've said. So something to avoid, something to think about have a conversation about in my book i give the different characteristics of a narcissist and and what to look for and i, and I have you kind of go through and try to look at people in your life and see do they exhibit any of these uh, characteristics and if they do start listening down mm-hmm. and and see how many boxes that they they check off and then you need to come up with a plan of how you're going to get away from them yes because that is the number one thing once you've spotted it and you know based off of these characteristics even if at first you don't want to admit it to yourself you know someone that's toxic Mm -hmm. in your life 
you need to get as far away from them as you can. And you don't need to explain it to them. It doesn't need to be rationalized. You to can't. Right. <laughs> you can't explain it to them. Right. It doesn't need to... And even other people might come after you, but, but they're just so nice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, communal narcissists are some of the nicest people. It's part of their act. Mm-hmm. And it is an act. Yeah, because especially with that one, we can see online where people are your information scout. They're always out there to help you and to bring you the latest and greatest information. As long as you keep paying, they'll keep providing service for you. But they're going to let you feel all warm and fuzzy. Meanwhile, they're extracting every type of resource they can from you Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're the most charismatic fun people to be around they change themselves like a chameleon Mm -hmm. to make you feel comfortable in in the moment Mm -hmm. until they've manipulated and taken what they want and then you will see a different side in another way they're predators yeah they are predators absolutely now we're going to shift focus onto something that I had been recently checking out for my latest book about Appalachia and how to rebuild this region for a sustainable future with all the deindustrialization that is occurring, fossil fuel shortages, food shortages, and instability, and so on. But I wanted to examine what are Americans spending their money on? Mm-hmm. Because there's going to come a time in well i'd say at least in five to ten years that we're going to have serious food crisis here Mm -hmm. we're going to have serious energy issues and i want to be around to make sure that americans know what they spent their money on yeah because right now we we hear in the news obviously everyone can see inflation is a big problem it's it's a problem for us when we go to the store and we're not able to buy as much because our budget hasn't changed. We've kept it the same. Mm-hmm. So we, we hear these stories of people living paycheck to paycheck. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to have everyone keep that in mind Yes. right now that people are not making enough money to cover even their their rent or, or their other basic needs like food. But, but let's listen to some of the numbers and we'll discuss some of them to see just how outrageous this this consumption and this entitlement problem is in America. So this is from Zipia.com. It says U.S. airlines made $194 billion in 2021. The coffee industry in the United States is $90 billion as of this year. Let's stop there for a second. That is just astronomical. That's just for a drink. $90 billion. And most of the coffee is not grown in the United States of America. Most of the coffee is in uh, South America and Africa. Yes, absolutely. And and Asia. So the supply lines and the fossil fuels to make that all possible to bring it to your house. 90 billion on coffee. 90 billion. And of course, you know, with the airlines, 194 billion. For for the traveling. Yes. And and traveling commercially has not, it's, it's only about 100 years old. And now it's an entitlement. It's a it's a basic human right to be able to go and fly to wherever you want in the world. Absolutely. I think it's so obnoxious to me that I would say, what, 95 to even 99% of all air travel is useless. There's no reason for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, probably more. Yeah. All right. Well, let's continue. So the golf course industry market size is $26 billion as of this year. California alone, the golf industry, 
industry there is 13 billion. Mm. Now, isn't that the state that's having a lot of water problems? Yeah. It takes a lot of water to keep that grass nice and lush. Yep. And then the fossil fuels, the cut it, the pesticides, the spray all over it. You know, I mean, this is just bonkers. And why is anyone surprised that, you know, in California at least, that they have a water problem? And they can go to their beautiful manicured golf course. Then pharmaceuticals earned, I have that in quotes, $550 billion in annual revenue as of last year. Americans spent $576 billion on medicine in 21 and, as well. And what's our rank in uh, healthiness in the world? We are 35th, but we're the largest consumer of pharmaceuticals. Huh. Yeah. So what is, what is that? I mean, I, I'm not a math major or anything, but it's showing drugs are the problem. We're 35th in health, but we have the biggest pharmaceutical industry. I mean, massive pharmaceutical industry in, in, in the world. And we're spending 500. How much are we spending on drugs? 576 billion. 576 billion on drugs. How many of those are completely unnecessary once again 95 to 99 percent and you know we're also going to explore some other numbers right now but all of that could be preventable yeah you know i mean okay you got you have a two-ton person that, that has knee trouble mm -hmm. and their back aches so they need to take some painkillers well no shit and high blood pressure medication. Absolutely. And then, okay, so let's continue. The cosmetic industry is $50 billion. $90 billion spent on beauty products in the U.S. alone. And if you come talk neck of the woods. It ain't working. It's not working. No, because methany looks like she does the meth. Yeah. You know. Ugh. Then the healthcare industry, I also have that in quotes, is one. 0.27 trillion in revenue as of 2020 and again we are 35th yeah but they have that much revenue yes it's not about health care no. it is about greed taking money and making us sicker yep and this covers health insurance marketing pharmaceuticals tech and administration all of those did you is any of that health care related <laughs> no did you see nutrition on that? Right. Exercise? None of that. Any mental health? No. They're all extractive institutions. Absolutely. Nothing about it is trying to help health and expand people's vitality. No, it, it has everything to do with the bottom line and mm -hmm. the amount of money they get. Because for COVID, they were getting something like $12,000 a patient that they said died from COVID in the hospitals. So they had incentives to say that they died That's from COVID. And those are just minor examples of the, the whole corruption of the system. Sure. And then the fashion in the U.S. is valued, the fashion industry in the U.S. is valued at $369 billion. Useless. Christmas, but and how they did their data, it was between November 1st and December 31st. That's they were taking all the spending of that, and it came out to be for the holidays nine hundred and sixty billion, so almost so, a trillion. A trillion, for the, for the holidays. Yeah, people buy, have to buy new decorations every year. You have to cut down that tree to keep in your house for a month. All that energy to grow a Christmas tree to cut it down, 
to stick it in your living yeah. room and then throw it away. And again, I think it's like 46% of people right now can't pay their rent. People are living how paycheck many, to paycheck. How many millions of children are going to bed hungry in this country? Yep. But man, the healthcare industry, whew, they're doing when, good. When you really start thinking about it and these numbers, and then you start thinking about all of the people, again, like you just said, children that are going to bed hungry. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't make you sick, you're part of the problem. Well, looking at Christmas, how many churches are going to do these huge galas Mm -hmm. full of lights and music and food and all this sort of festivity? And it's like, how many children are starving Mm in their neighborhoods? Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's been bastardized. It's been corporatized. That's the main word that captures America right now is it's. A, it's just a giant corporation yep. and it's made to suck you dry and it's full of these narcissists yep. it's all run by greed and envy so then i want to look at valentine's day that is 24 billion spent mm. on superfluous bullshit for that you have to That's get the one, chocolates one day. and you have to get the chocolates and flowers to show that you love them that you're you that you're worthy enough yeah like really mm. Then we move on to July 4th, and that is $8 billion on food, $1 billion on beer and alcohol, $1.5 billion on fireworks. Just insane. This is to celebrate freedom yep. in the American way. No, this isn't. So, yeah, everyone has the right to make these choices to spend all of this different money. And a lot of it right now is on credit. It's the money they don't have. So it's just adding to the problem. Um, But at the same time, yes, they have the right to make these choices, but these are choices being made on a global scale that is detrimental to the future. We we have consumption issues where the United States is 5% of the global population, and they use something like 20% of the global uh, fossil fuels daily. Yeah, we're addicted to consuming because that's the psyop that we have been led to believe in. And it's all about marketing and it's all to control. It's all to extract. It's all to destroy. So let's continue with sports. And that includes ticket, food and transportation costs. That's 56 billion with 33 billion on athletic gear for kids. And and, th- and that's all to do with just entertainment when we're spending 33 billion on athletic gear it's because we are led to believe by corporations that in order to be successful and talented you need to get out there and play sports which just as much as politics are absolutely useless your child should be outside running and playing and do those things on their own without going to this organized event that rapes the earth even more of resources that we don't have and wasted on useless activities called leisure and they have to have the newest shoes the shiniest helmets uh, all of this once again that goes back to ego Mm -hmm. that is it really about the kids playing or is it about the parents impressing the other parents absolutely and we have nothing against kids playing (laughs) sports it's just that you need to take it into consideration the consumption issues and you know why do they have to get new jerseys and stuff every single year and they have to get all these new different pads and blah 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 all of these different things but when you take this into 
consideration of the whole macro picture of everything that's going on we even though we can see there's a consumption issue as a collective society we are going to consume at increasing levels until there's nothing left yeah yeah then there's video games which are 52 billion in 2022 fast food is 200 billion and 34% of kids 2 to 17 eat some form of fast food daily. That's that's one in three. So I wonder, I mean, no wonder there's so many health problems. Wow. And the ramifications of that is that indicating that the family structure is disintegrated. So no one's at home fixing a meal. No one's there asking the child how their day was. What homework do they have to get done? All the different things that we grew up with mm -hmm. even in our even in our dysfunctional families that a lot of children are not enjoying today it's just really it's it's sad and disappointing and i and i feel really horrible for these younger generations that are just living in a fractured world it's such a cancer this consumption because it's just a handful of people making obscene amounts of money while the devastation of the bamboozled continues and everyone tries to keep up with the joneses yeah i mean like that's what the problem is you know when i when i write about this you know you even said this yourself in another uh, member on new revenant society commented and said how are you going to convince people mm -hmm. and that's really challenging that hey you don't need to spend all this money to be happy but i think the unfortunate side of it is that like you just said they're going to consume their way off the cliff yeah and, and there's a thomas sowell quote um i think he's an, an economist and he said when people become used to special treatment equality looks like discrimination mm -hmm. you know, yeah. schumacher said something similar yeah. that our luxuries have become needs yeah and we need to kind of deprogram from that mm -hmm. and and say you know we have lived in the most prosperous time ever we are the most comfortable that we have ever been as a society as as a species on this planet people that are even in the worst poorest conditions in the united states live better than kings lived in medieval times right now so when we are talking about knocking back that consumption to be at scale with our population that's a 15% reduction, but when you look at it across the board, it's it's astronomical, and no one wants to do it because they're just too comfortable being able to do everything they want. Absolutely. So the last two things I wanted to say, the college loan debt crisis is $1.7 and that is 45 million young people, mm -hmm. pr presumably mostly young people, are unable to offload that debt. Mm -hmm. So you have 45 million debt slaves deliberately created to keep the banking system afloat. It's despicable. And then the last one is household debt. That's 15 trillion. 15 trillion. So what, what are people getting for 15 trillion? They're getting golf courses. They're getting cosmetics vacations. and pharmaceuticals. They're getting like for our neighbors, for instance, God bless them. They have the one has two garages four sheds mm -hmm. and one of them is a 40-foot shipping container mm -hmm. what the hell do you need <laughs> all of that for i don't i honestly 
it's so baffling to me. I, I try to figure out, but when you think about it, it comes down to greed, mm -hmm. to wanting more, 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 more. I want the biggest, the best, the shiniest, the newest. Yeah, Schumacher said in his uh, Smallest Beautiful book, which I highly recommend people check out and read, is that show me a nation that, a first world nation, that says we have enough, we're good. Mm -hmm. We don't need any more. Nope. It just doesn't happen because, like you said, it's all about greed and envy that keeps powering us towards the abyss. And it's just horrible because we could actually maintain a fairly decent standard of living if we, as a group, decided to cut back on non-essentials, which are actually most of these things on the list. I understand that some people need some pharmaceuticals, sure. but you probably don't need the... most of them. You probably yeah. don't need most of them. Yeah, we, we actually don't even have to celebrate the modern version of Christmas mm -hmm. where you get into debt, where 70% of people say that, yeah, it is mostly about the money and the gift giving, but what are we supposed to do? Well, stop doing it. Yeah. Walk away from it. You can get a present. You know, exactly. It doesn't need to be something yes. incredibly big. God forbid if you made it right. for someone. Right. Or if it was something incredibly useful like a like a tool or you know something to cook with that 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 isn't electric based. Mm -hmm. You know something that that's going to last for, you know, more than 6 months. But no, it's just these plastic toys. Most of them come from China. It's new electronics. It's it's things that are completely unnecessary. And like I said before, we're going to just consume, consume, consume until there's just nothing left. And it's so sad because we could change society right now if people actually did um, lower those entitlements and those expectations um, that they can have everything they want when they want it, mm -hmm. uh, with no exceptions, and without anyone telling them they can't have it. I think if we change that, we, we would be able to see a bit of a difference in people's living. That's where that greed and brattiness comes from. Yeah. That we believe that it's our birthright to rape the planet, to destroy our our futures and our children's futures. And even when you're talking about all those cheap, crappy toys from China, they're full of BPAs mm -hmm. and the fire retardants, the PFASs, which are cancer-causing, which are neurological damage. They cause obesity. They cause anxiety and depression. I believe that there's pretty good evidence that they cause autism. Mm -hmm. So we're killing ourselves, and we're basically choking the death on our consumption. And doing it gleefully. Yeah, because it's our right. We've, yeah. We absolutely have been buy into that marketing lie that we deserve it yeah it's psyop yeah yeah it really is going into this holiday season i hope the listener will think about consumption and do they actually find happiness in that 15 trillion of household debt do they find value in those cosmetics that can cause cancer that poison the environment and your body they find value in those video games that don't contribute anything to your life. The coffee, the traveling expenses, all these things. Is there a way that we could do things better that 
don't take so much resources that are more local and simplified. And, you know, simplify to a corporatist is a dirty word, but for the rest of humanity, it doesn't need to be because there's so much value in enjoying the moment in life, making something with your own two hands and getting outside in nature and being part of the world. Yeah, and I need to, I think we as a society need to step back from that materialism mm -hmm. and really start to focus on mental health and emotional intelligence because there might come a time even in our lifetimes where we are not able to get the basic necessities mm -hmm. and and you're going to want to be able to understand your emotions and how they work and and how you work in stressful situations uh, because that could be the thing that's going to be the difference between life and death well thank you so much for listening everyone i just wanted to let you know my book the psychology of collapsing uh, right now it's a number one new release in role sociology which is a pretty cool distinction uh, so the psychology collapsing is coming out on december 16th it's available for kindle pre-order but the kindle and the paperback will both be available on december 16th it took a while it, it's a labor of love the book um, it's all about the emotions and understanding how you operate in a society that is collapsing because we're seeing it it's, it's happening in real time uh, you have to be able to understand that i talk about cognitive dissonance we get into a large discussion on narcissism on fear and how to deal with that and how to let go of it uh, forgiveness i teach about meditation a lot of really important things that i think will will help people going forward in, in this next chapter. Uh, and then we also, if you haven't checked it out already, you can go to newrevenantsociety.com. That's where we have all of our articles and we're gonna put a page for the, for the books that we have that are coming out so you can see them. We have resources, we have a consultation page. Um, it's a really great stop to go and kind of learn a little bit. We, we cover a large range of topics so you can check that out all right everyone thank you for listening and till next time <laughs>